to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you. Hope you're doing good this morning. And we've been studying for some time in Mark's Gospel, and we've entitled this study, A Journey Through Mark. Today, we're going to be looking in Mark's Gospel, chapter number 14. If you have a copy of God's Precious Word nearby, I want to encourage you today to open up your Bible along with me as we're studying together. And I have been thoroughly blessed and benefited by our study time together. And I want to thank you for tuning in and taking time to study God's precious word. Mark chapter number 14, and we'll look here in verse number 12 is where we'll begin and try to finish down through verse number 14 this morning. Mark's gospel, we're going to jump right in. And first of all, let me just give you the thought as we're going through it. I put down the meal called Passover. Now, I want you to think about that, the Passover meal. Verse number 12, the Bible says, And the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, where wilt thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? Now, this is a very valid question that the disciples asked the Lord Jesus. And I want to just give you some thoughts here as we're thinking about this today, uh, as we think about the pilgrims that were entered into Jerusalem. Josephus, the Jewish historian, he estimated between two and three million people had crowded into the city of Jerusalem. These people were people from all over the known world, and they had come to observe the Passover. It was the largest of all the feasts that they had, the Jewish, had, the Jewish people had during the year. It brought forth mo the more, most people, uh, great crowds of people, thronged to the city streets of Jerusalem. And according to, to Josephus, uh, probably two to three million, could you imagine, uh, crowding into that city. Now, when all the people who came to Jerusalem during the Passover week with that great crowd of people, uh, it became very, 
very difficult to find lodging and accommodations. If you've ever been in a situation where you've tried to uh, stay somewhere and find lodging in a place uh, where there is a, a large event taking place, you know that it's very difficult. Well, could you imagine uh, 2,000 years ago as as we think about that, then uh, we would understand that it would be very difficult. Now, here it is. The disciples were asking the Lord a question. And we see one of the reasons they asked was because of the crowd of people that had entered into Jerusalem. Not only did I put down the pilgrims, uh, as we're talking about the meal called Passover, but we also see the preparation. We must recognize that. You see, the Jews yearly, they had to eat a special meal at the Passover time, and they did that on a yearly basis, and it was to remind the people when the Jews were delivered out of Egypt's bondage many years before. God had instructed Moses the night before the death angel was going to come down through Egypt. The firstborn of every family would die that night. And then God instructed Moses to tell the children of Israel that they were to take a lamb, a young lamb, and a young lamb to each family. And they were to kill it, and they were to apply the blood of that lamb upon the doorpost of their houses. And then the Bible says that uh, that as the destroyer passed down through Egypt, that when he saw the blood, he would pass over. And that is exactly what that feast represented. It represented it deliverance from Egypt's bondage. And God had given Moses explicit instruction. And these Jews were to remember and com commemorate that, that uh, event uh, being delivered from Egypt uh, on a yearly basis. And it was called the Feast of Passover. Now, as I think about this, the Lord gave even explicit instructions on how uh, the, the lamb's meat was to be cooked and, and eaten at, at, the, at the Passover. And he told them uh, to eat the meat with unleavened bread, and it was to be cooked with special and specific herbs. And at Passover, the Jews still, they had to cook the meal in the very same way. And if you uh, are a Jewish person, if you know somebody that's a Jewish person, you are very familiar with what is required at the Passover time. And even today, that, that there are some practicing Jews in the Ju in Judaism who uh, practice and cook the meal of Passover, and they do it uh, the way that the Bible declares them to. And they also had to eat it in the way that God described for them to do. And we're not going to take time to study all of that today. I just must mention it. And that is what these disciples knew, that it was time to make preparations. And yet uh, Jesus had not given them instructions on where to go and, and what to do. And there's a reason for that. You see, there's a meal called Passover and the pilgrims were a part of the problem. There was a great crowd of people and the preparation was a problem because it had not been made. And then I want you to notice in verse number 13, I, I've always been fascinated by 
this particular verse. Verse number 13, we see not only the meal called Passover, but we see the man with the pitcher. If you look in verse number 13 with me this morning, and he sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, go into the city and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. And then Jesus said unto them, follow him. Now, I find that very interesting to me. I, I've always been in, in, in enticed by this verse. It has always brought me uh, to the thoughts of curiosity. As you think about the great crowd of people, could you imagine uh, give, giving, uh, getting instructions from Jesus as such as this with all the people that were in Jerusalem and the hustle and the bustle? Of, of two million or more people that are crowded into an already crowded city and, and people are going this way and that way. And then all of a sudden, Jesus says, tell you what you're going to do. And he chooses two of his disciples and he sends them into the city. And he says, you're going to meet a man bearing a pitcher of water and you are to follow that man. I find I marvel at that. And here it is. This is the Passover plan that Jesus gave unto them. Now, with all the people entering in and out of Jerusalem, likely the disciples were wondering why there was a delay in the preparation. And uh, but rest assured, uh, they they did not know the plan. But I'll tell you one that did know the plan, and that was Jesus. And he had everything very well in order. Now, not only the Passover plan, but the particular person. If you'll think with me for just a moment, Jesus sent two of his disciples, and he always sends men out two by two. People he sends out for him, he always sends them out two by two. There's a reason for that. I'm not going to go into that this morning, but there is a specific reason that he does that. And if we read the companion gospels in Luke's gospel, chapter 22, I believe it's in verse number eight, we find that the two disciples that the Lord had sent out were none other than Peter and John. And he sent them into the city. Now, I remind you again, the city is packed out with people everywhere. And listen to Jesus' instructions as they heard that, the two disciples. And, and I'm going to read what Jesus said. He says, go ye into the city and there uh, shall ye meet a man bearing a pitcher of water. And he says again, follow him. Can you imagine what faith and trust these two disciples have in the Lord. They simply hear his command and believed him, even if it seemed impossible. And, and they didn't understand it. But after all, they've been with him uh, for many different, for three and a half years, they had been with him. They had seen the miracles that he did and they had faith in him. But I marvel at that, even at that, go into the city. You're going you're gonna to see a man is carrying a, a water pitcher and you're to follow him. I marvel at that. And, and here it is, when they find the man with a pitcher of water, they were to follow him. And that's exactly what they did. And let me say this, this man was really nothing special about him. He was just a servant performing his duty. 
But then we come to verse number 14, and we read, not only do we see this morning the meal called Passover and the man with the pitcher, but lastly, we see the master's proposal. Verse number 14, and whithersoever he shall go, talking about the man who's carrying the water pot, say ye to the good man, let me reread the verse, verse 14, wheresoever he shall go in, Say ye to the good man of the house, the master saith, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? Now, here it is, and I believe that that I can, I, I realize and I believe this, that the reason that Jesus just didn't give them an address to go to and didn't say go down to the corner and two houses down, but it was that he had a plan that was protected. Now, I want to remind you, the plan was him having the Passover. He said, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you. He's talking to his disciples. And the plan that Jesus had was to protect himself from being arrested before that he had this last supper with his disciples. You see, Judas was seeking opportunity to betray Jesus. And we find in verse number 11 of chapter 14, the Bible says, and when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. Listen carefully, talking about Judas and he sought how he might conveniently betray him. I believe that Judas would have went to the to the Pharisees and the chief priests and the scribes, and he would have said, all right, you can get him. He's right there. He's going to be in this house at a particular time. But you see, Jesus did not allow that to happen. He protected his disciples from, from this that would have taken place, I believe. And so Jesus protected the plan for the Passover. But not only that, but we see the place was provided. The place would be revealed to Peter and John as they followed the man by faith into the house. And then a question would be asked of the good man of the house who really was the husband or the head of the house. He was the leader of the family. And the question would be, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? Evidently, there was somebody that loved Jesus, that knew Jesus, that was going to allow the Lord to have that wonderful time with his, with his disciples. And I want to say this in the upper room, that is the place. Uh, there in Jerusalem, we've been in that very place and what a touching place that is to think about the Lord going into that upper chamber, that guest chamber and having uh, the last supper with his disciples. Well, as we're thinking about that, we'll pick up again tomorrow, Lord willing, in verse number 15 of Mark's gospel, chapter number 14. Thank you again for being with us today. May God bless you. Lord willing, we'll see you next time for the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion. This is Pastor Don. Bye-bye.
there's joy and gladness and rest for my weary soul. Up ahead, ahead there's peace and contentment. Everybody will be happy and whole. You know that I'll be.